0: It's the Deadline Junkies podcast with your hosts, Jordan Emiola, Kirsten Porter, and Ran Shammy. Well, our guest today is Michael Waldron, head writer and executive producer of Loki. Uh, He is currently writing the latest Star Wars installment, all while gearing up to promote his new show, Heels, a wrestling drama for stars, which he created and executive produced. Welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you guys for having me. Hello.
0: We're glad to have you. Uh, Our first question for you is, what inspired you to become a writer and how did you first get into it?
1: Um this is just gonna sound like I'm promoting my show, but I, I guess it's wrestling. Uh, I, was, I was a huge as a huge wrestling fan growing up, and, and that was so that was probably my like from the time I was a little kid, I, I was really just taken by that serialized storytelling and everything. And and so that 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 was at least where my love of TV came from and from ongoing stories and all that um and then uh and then just movies you know i mean it was i just watched i wore out my my copies as you know star wars and indiana jones and everything and uh and i just wasn't really good at anything else it felt it felt like it was i was the one the one thing i could i could maybe have a shot at doing um and so yeah, so I moved to L.A. and, and, and went for it and, and was just very, very fortunate. Met, met a lot of great people who were really supportive.
0: Did you ever consider writing for wrestling?
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I, I certainly considered it. I got lucky in that I got a internship on the first season of Rick and Morty, my, my second year in L.A., and I, and I was in grad school at Pepperdine getting an MFA in screenwriting. And so I, I was like, I didn't have to break in. That, that was the way I broke in. I think that had that opportunity not come along, I, was, I would have quickly started barking up the tree of like, how do I, uh, you know, I know a thing or two about wrestling. How, how, do, how do I get into that world?
2: Sorry to back up. How did you get the internship at Rick and Morty?
1: I had a classmate uh, that, that was working on the first season who was just a, a good dude and, and got, got me an interview over nice. there the animation studio that was producing it. And they felt like I'd be the right person to put stickers on books and, and change. <laughs> or paper I was and, just
2: thinking uh, this guy looks like he knows how to put stickers on things.
1: A lot of stickers <laughs> on books.
0: <laughs> and then you would return to Rick and Morty as a producer years later. What was that jump like? Uh, yeah, that was
1: the that was the the grand return, uh, the big I told you so tour. Yeah, I told you guys, <laughs> <you're> talented. Uh, <laughs> no, that that was. I mean, I I came up under Dan uh, Harmon, and and after the first season of Rick and Morty, I went. And I was a writer's PA. On season five of Community, Dan mm. show, and I had written over that time the pilot for Heels, um, this this wrestling show, and so that kind of took off and got me noticed as a writer and not a not a sticker putter, um, right around that time, and. That was that, that. Kind of carried me through. I guess 2017. We'd sold the show to Stars, and then they had picked it up, and and we'd had a mini room that I had run, and we'd written a good deal of the first season, and we just couldn't couldn't get it over the hump to to get it made, couldn't get it cast, and it and so it, it went on a shelf, and so then in 2018, I was like, all right, well, so much for my meteoric rise. Uh, my career's a failure, and I, I came slinking back to Dan, and I said, "Will you hire me as a writer?" Um, and they and they, they did they they brought me on, uh, and so I got to write for season four of Rick and Morty, which which was amazing and, and so cool to get to go back as a writer.
2: Yeah, not a bad place to slink back to. <laughs>
1: oh no, so so great and and so valuable to because the truth is. I'd had two jobs in a writer's room at that point, writer's PA and showrunner. And there's a hard leap to to running a writer's room. You know, the only person you know who to tell to do is is the PA. It's like, all right, here's how the lunch menu should look. Um, And so it was great to go to Rick and Morty and get the experience as a writer on the staff work under Dan, I worked under Mike McMahon, who was the showrunner of that season. Mike has since created Solar Opposites, Star Trek Lower Decks, and was a great leader and teacher. And, and that, was, that was just a great experience that, you know, got me ready for the next step, which was Loki the following year.
3: I love hearing about like projects that are like your babies and your passion projects. And it seems like Heels is that for you. Um, how did it come off the shelf? yeah, well, I was,
1: I had finally made my peace with its demise. I stopped like driving past stars with my wife and looking at our old writer's room and being like sighing. She's like, you gotta, this is awful. So you gotta stop doing this. Uh, and, um, and I made my peace with it and we were, we were writing Loki and, and I guess the spring or summer of 2019. And, and they called and, and said, look, we, you know, as, as we said, we still love this and we're looking at reviving it. And then, you know, I was I was not going to be able to run it. And so we had to find a partner. And that that became Mike O'Malley, who, you know, is a tremendous actor and had graduated into writing. He worked on the staff of Shameless and then he created uh, Survivor's Remorse. On stars um and so mike came in and and really helped finish kind of the writing of of the show of of which there was still a good amount to do and and he was the captain that saw that thing through through production so i i had to let him adopt my child and and he was uh and and now we we co-parent in a way and the, the metaphor is going to fall apart, but it's, it's been, it's, it's been a, it's been a really pleasant, great collaboration.
2: Nice. Okay. Before we get more into heels, I'm going to back it up again. And um, I want to know more about what it was like working with these big franchises like Mar- Marvel and now star Wars.
1: Um, it's been a pleasure. I mean, it, it, it's, I guess you would think it would maybe be. I mean, it was, it was terrifying at first. I mean, I was, I was absolutely, uh, yeah, terrified every day. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's been great. Um, but, but you, but, the, but, the, but, the, but as you, as you work with Kevin Feige, you realize like, oh, this, these, this guy is, is the best, the best guy, the best collaborator. You know, there, there's, there's so much belief in you when you get hired there and, and they really, um, they let you find it, you know, they, they, they understand that things, that stories take time to develop and, and everything. And they, so they gave myself and my writing staff, you know, the, the space we needed to, to find Loki, to find the tone and everything. And, and so for me working with Kevin, uh, specifically, in, in this world of big IP, it's it's been uh, an absolute dream.
2: Nice. So, did you find that you could you had a lot of creative freedom and that you weren't faced with a lot of restrictions? Uh, well,
1: look at there's there's a there's a character named Alligator Loki. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Look, look look no further than that to see. To see how little restrictions i
2: had <laughs> that isn't something from a comic book that's from your mind yeah that was
1: just, yeah, that was just my own stupid idea <laughs> um,
2: Oh, good. they do allow yeah. stupid ideas so. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no it's it's just it's a it's a fully collaborative democratized process over there and it, and it felt like you know felt similar collaborating with marvel with those guys whether it's on a tv show or or on a feature it feels like a great comedy writers room in a way, in the sense that there's just it's just yes anding and the building of an of ideas, a fearlessness when it comes to is there a better idea? Can we change direction? You know, can we beat this? Uh, that I, I I was very comfortable because that was the world I came in, came up in working under under Dan.
3: I loved Alligator Loki too. I think that it made it that episode so unique and funny. Um, (laughs) I think
0: it was the best stupid idea you've ever had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was fishing for. I just (laughs) reel it in with that. Yeah.
3: Can you describe a typical day on the Loki's Loki writers room and like what was the schedule like? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was. I don't know. We started at ten. Me. Rushing in, realizing, oh shit, I can't be late. I'm, I'm, charge, you know, speeding down the 134, <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's inhaling a hot spinach feta wrap, um, Starbucks, Starbucks? <laughs> getting, getting, getting heartburn, having to, having to talk through it, uh, the first 30 minutes of the day to say, all right. Here's, 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 here's what we have to accomplish. We have to invent time travel today. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then it was a lot of, you know, we had, we had such a great writing staff and it was a lot of like different, incredibly brilliant people taking turns, going up the whiteboard and drawing lines with other squiggly lines coming off of it saying, no, this is how it is. And having really, really passionate arguments about, uh, about things that just simply do not exist um and and it but was good. A blast, but good and it and it was yeah. a blast every day
2: yeah was that so the heartburn and everything was that also from stress um from the turnaround or having to create different I was probably just
1: eating too fast no that was just eating fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was and it was hot those things are hot uh i no i mean we you know we there was it was stressful to be sure. It was stressful in the sense that procedurally speaking, mo- in most cases, when you start a writer's room, you've already written the pilot. So you figured out what the show is and you've defined the tone and you kind of know the characters are and how they talk and everything. We had Loki, obviously, so we had the benefit of our, our main character was very, very well defined. But We didn't have a first episode. We didn't really know the supporting cast. Mobius was a character that, you know, I had to kind of create out of thin air um, because there wasn't much to go off of with that character in the comics. Um, And so I think it it was a challenge. Part of the challenge of it was that we had the usual amount of time in a writer's room. But part of that, I had to also be writing the pilot. So, you know, that that was fortunately I was able to rely on, on our writing staff to to keep the ball moving and everything while I was off, you know, jamming out a draft. So, yeah, it, it was challenging, but but everybody was up to the task.
2: And what was the turnaround for each script?
1: Um, I mean, we, you know, again, standard writers room. 20 weeks was the initial period and, and we we at least got first drafts of everything of every episode in at the end of 20 weeks, which was my only goal, because then you can go in and tear them down completely, but at least you've got something, you know, for production to start moving on. That was the point that Kate came on our director, you know, with the benefit of her fresh eyes and her great ideas and really helped as we went into the like, okay, now, now we've got the basic blueprint. Now let's, now let's make this thing great.
0: Do you personally have a favorite episode of the show, and what makes it your favorite? And it can be the pilot. <laughs> it can, be. It can uh, be.
3: Oh, it can. We're all be. Out. Yeah. Uh, or the alligator episode. <laughs>
0: no, I, I, I
1: love, I love all my, I love all my children uh, e- equally and and differently. They're they're all, I'm. I'm particularly proud of the pilot because of how much heavy lifting it has to do. Um, just in terms of establishing this world, uh, bringing this version of Loki emotionally up to speed to where the previous version of Loki was. And I just, I love, you know, my, 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 my favorite parts of the show are just the conversations. Um, and I, so I love that face-off between he and Mobius and that, but yeah, they're all, I'm partial to all of them in in different ways.
2: Nice. Um, so with both Loki and Heels, you, how do you balance making a villain protagonist likable? Um,
1: I think it's just, it's humanity, you know, it's, it's finding, it's, it's what's relatable. What, you know, it's when Loki is going through the processing at the TVA, waiting in line, you know, being put through all this stuff. It's like suddenly he's doing things that all of us, even though we've never tried to take over earth with an army of aliens, uh, we have been through that. And we know, we know what it's like to feel small, uh, under the boot of bureaucracy, and we know what it's like to feel uh, unworthy uh, under the shadow cast by our own family. Um, and so I think it's it's just those moments of human relatability. You know, you, you you can the audience can connect to anything
3: as long as they they see themselves in it. <laughs> Going back to heels, I love how you how you started the pilot with saying like uh, in the wrestling world, villains are known as heel, heels and heroes are known as faces. Um, can you tell us like how long has the idea of heels been around and how did you how did you come up with it?
1: Um, you know, I came up with the idea. I I think in like 2012, I was driving cross country with my my wife, and I it's weird that I remember this, but we were like driving through Texas, and I was just like just popped into my head and I was like, the, the idea of a show where the the bad guy in the ring is a, is a decent guy outside of it. And the good guy in the ring is a little bit of a, of a more broken person outside of it. That duality, that, that idea came into my head and I, we got home, we were driving home for the holidays. And I just, that night just scribbled down a bunch of character names and everything. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I guess it was, I don't know, December 21st,
3: 2012,
1: <laughs> weirdly enough, that that was when it came into existence. Nice.
3: Did everything from that <laughs> night stick? Like all the character names all the same? I mean, I, I do, I do think
1: like, like Jack and Ace Spade, like that, that was a case of like first thought, best thought. Uh, don't overthink it. I just thought those were, those were cool cool names um they are <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and so uh so yeah a, a lot of that a lot of that state i'm sure if i looked at notebook i'd be like oh jesus this was really bad ideas that <laughs> 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 didn't make it um,
2: did you ever want to be a wrestler or like play around doing that
1: of course okay. but look at me i I'm, mean I'm, I'm a writer <laughs> i'm a screenwriter it's uh, you're, you're, you become a screenwriter to, to, to do all the things that you wish you could actually do um,
2: well would you be a villain or the hero
1: um I don't know it's easy to say I'd be a heel because it's fun it's fun to play a villain but like I don't know you know it, it's that hate that would be tough maybe, maybe, maybe I'd want to be a good guy
2: <laughs> uh so i love in heels there are a lot of great relationships uh, do you have a favorite type of relationship you like to write like friends family lovers co-workers yeah
1: i mean i i love a good romance as <laughs> as is well documented I, I do i you know i i like i like a goodwill they won't they but also just, I like friends. I don't know. There, there's something about, about friendship, uh, friendship, uh, unlikely friendships that, mm-hmm. that I always find compelling, you know, pairing characters that you wouldn't expect to be friends. It's it's like Jack and Willie in Heels, for instance, you know, their, their friendship is, is almost like a babysitter. It's like, I imagine she used to babysit him and then they grew up like that, that friendship is, is really fun. And, um, and yeah, just, just the, the unexpected connections that we, that we form with people that aren't, that we seemingly don't have much in common with, uh, Loki and Mobius is a great example of, of that. Um, and, and something that I, that I learned, uh, part of what made that relationship so profound, on the page, the reason it worked was because Mobius was so patient with Loki. Mm. <laughs> and that, that was almost like a, like a breakthrough for me as I felt like I was in therapy myself where like I was like, this patience with somebody else is, is, is so emotionally resonant on the page. And I, I don't know, that, that was, yeah, I, li- I, like, I like anything like that.
2: Out of all the stuff you've written, is there a particular relationship that you relate to the most?
1: Ooh, that's, a good, that's a good question <laughs> um a particular relationship that i relate to the most um
2: or maybe wish you could re- relate to
1: more that I, I yeah that i would <laughs> that i wish i could um or is that too too much <laughs> i'm trying to think of like who am i mobius to <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really, I really wish I could be Owen Wilson to somebody, uh, but um, you know, I, I, I think that, that there's probably at times, you know, uh, a mirroring between the relationship between Jack and his wife and heels. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who's struggling with a creative endeavor. And she she is very much not the nagging wife. She is she is somebody who is just dealing with the practicalities of, of life, and and is supporting his dream, uh, but also is like we can't afford a hundred GoPros or, or whatever or a fog machine. You know you, you need to check yourself. It, it, it's like there's there's some of us in in there. There's some of uh, you know Loki and Sylvie
3: maybe mm-hmm. two, two mm-hmm. halves of a whole. Did you have any favorite wrestlers growing up?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Sting, absolutely. Uh, the bleach blonde hair version and the crow version. And then Shawn Michaels. Love both of those guys. Big, big inspirations for me.
0: Mine was Ray That's, Mysterio.
1: He's awesome. Cruiserweight champion. So <gasps> great. I mean, he's he's so his longevity in the sport. One one of the few like WWE, WW WCW guys that like when that promotion got absorbed, like went over to the WWE and became a world champion. Like like really crossed over, multi-generational. Uh, he's awesome.
2: I only really know the undertaker.
1: <laughs> he's great too. That's a good one to know.
2: <laughs> and he went villain he went from a heel to being um...
1: The hero. He was kind of always just like, I guess ostensibly should have been a heel, but just was so cool that it's like, even as a kid, I was like, I know I should be afraid of him, but he's awesome. I love him. Yeah.
0: Michael, do you have a favorite actor that you've worked with and what was the casting experience like on Loki? How much say did you have in that? Um,
1: Um, God, I mean, all all the actors I've worked with have been been fantastic. I mean, Tom Hiddleston, obviously, in in building that was amazing. I got I got very close to to Benedict Cumberbatch and, and Lizzie Olson and and Rachel McAdams, kind of Benedict Wong, that whole cast uh, of Doctor Strange too, because I was on set for that, you know, every every day. Um, so all those guys, I, I feel particularly close to because we we made that movie together over in London, you know, locked down during a pandemic, uh, and, and it and it feels like we went to war together. Um, and and as for the casting of Loki, yeah, I mean, it it was it was part of the brain trust throwing out ideas and everything. You know, I, I would give Kate all the credit though, as far as like Sophia Owen you know, Jonathan and everything. And it, it, it was her driving that ship and then convincing these guys to, to you know, selling our crazy story to them uh, and, and getting them to, to come on board.
3: I know we're bouncing around your career a lot, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Community was a really beloved show. Uh, can you tell us about your experience as a production assistant on Community? Uh, when, and honest to
1: God, the, the most, the, the high of everything I've done and, and I've got, I've been so fortunate at a, at a young age to do a lot of cool stuff. The highlight of my career was, was driving onto the Paramount lot the very first time for that first day as, as a nice. PA on community and I'll never, I'll never hit that level of excitement again. I don't think, wow. um, because that was my favorite show when I was living in Georgia uh, community, I just couldn't believe how good it was. And so then to be working on it was great. Um, you know, I I was I was so I was taken under the wing by so many writers there. You know, Dino Stamatopoulos, such a dear friend of mine, Chris McKenna and Eric Summers were on that staff, who are now writing Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, we're we're in this Marvel world together. So I just got to sit in the room when I wasn't, when I wasn't getting lunch, dinner, coffees for 30 <laughs> people. Uh, I got to sit in the room. I got to pitch jokes. I got a couple jokes in the show. I had way more jokes bomb in the room, which was <laughs> in hindsight the most valuable experience of all uh, to, to learn that it's okay to have a shitty idea. Um,
2: How do you get over that?
1: You just do it. It's like anything else, it's just practice. You know, you, you pitch an idea and, and you realize that, that nobody's judging you, that nobody that that is just making something's hard, writing's hard. You got to have them, you know, the, there's got to get through the bad ideas to get to the good ones. And so so that was, that whole thing was so special. It's, you know, I, I, I love that show. And I remember, I remember being on set because Joe and Anthony Russo, obviously they, they directed the pilot of community and they, they were, you know, they'd done a bunch of that show and, and they did a couple episodes my season. And I remember bringing Chris McKenna a coffee and we were in Annie's room, Allison Brie's character's room. And Joe Russo was there directing, but on a, on a laptop, there was, there was like, something they, they, they were like cutting or something's previous or something for just a fight scene in Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, which they were just like, oh God, I can't believe these guys are doing Winter Soldier. And it's just crazy now to, to, to walk back from that moment. Uh, yeah, it's cool.
0: <laughs> Do you have any uh, favorite books on writing or just general writing advice?
1: I think reading scripts is the best thing you can do. You know, there's a lot of scripts online, get find the script for boogie nights and read that, um, you know, or, or, or just think about your favorite movies and, and find any of those scripts that are available online and read them, read them all. Don't just read your favorite parts. Don't just read the beginning and the end, you know, read it and, and watch the way things, the way scenes come together and just the way dialogue comes alive on the page and everything. And, I think that's, that's the first, one of the first and most important things you can do. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, Stephen King's On Writing is a great, is a great book about, about just writing and the creative process. Uh, Absolutely, I think that's a good one as well.
2: Why specifically Boogie Nights uh, script?
1: It's the best. It's the best movie. <laughs> read the script for the best movie.
0: What makes it the best? It's just so cool.
1: And then read it and be like, oh, "This asshole was like 25 when he wrote it," and then, <laughs> and, then and then just quit. That's what I, <laughs> I always think about doing. Uh, <laughs> it uh, it, it's no, it's it, it's. I think that that script has just such great dialogue and in reading you can learn you can learn structure and stuff reading books and everything dialogue is to me you know a lot of times where the magic happens and so developing an ear for it you know and, and just seeing how it looks on the page that
2: shows in heels I told you I would tell you how I really felt about heels and that's how I feel. <laughs> Great dialogue.
1: <laughs> thank you. That's, that's, uh, that's also a testament to Mike O'Malley because he did, he did a lot of work on, on that on those scripts and everything. but, but thank you.
3: Um, you've grown from a lot from like PA to, to staff writing to creating a sh- creating sh- you know, multiple shows. Um, any advice for uh, support staff and trying to leap to staff writer?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's always be writing. Certainly, you know, you're, when you have those jobs, what you're playing for, what you're working for is, is the chance to have somebody that, you know, is in a position that can help you, that can elevate you to you can cash in your chips, so to speak. And, and they'll, you know, they'll be willing to read a script to read a piece of material. Um, And I always say, I really believe one one great piece of material can and will change your life. Um, And so, you know, if you're you're on a support staff, making sure that you've got that sample that you know when the time comes, because you don't quite know when it's going to come, is what happened to me, my eventual manager, who was just an assistant at the time, reached out to the production secretary on community after we wrapped and lying said he was a young agent looking to discover talent on the production staff. Uh, And, and so I sent the pilot for heels. Um, And that, that was literally one of these phone calls that that bumped me off the zoom was, was that guy here we are 10 years later him calling me. Um, so it's, you know, I had a script, I had a script ready that, that I felt like was in good enough shape that I could share. And the other thing that I try to tell people is, um, know what you want to do and declare it. I, I really benefited early on as I was getting to know Dan and everything by just, I was like, I want to be a writer. I'm the writer. I'm the intern who puts stickers on books. But wants to be a writer uh, and everybody quickly you know knew to put me in that bucket and and
3: I benefited from that awesome, awesome. Uh, do you have any writing routines or habits that you do every day um,
1: not recently these days I just do press I just
3: talk I, I just, I
1: just, I, it's like my wife was like, are you ever going to write again? I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just do this. I kind of like this. Uh, but it, you know, it, it's, I like to wake up early. Um, and I like to, I like to walk my dog. I go for long walks with my dog and, and sort of figure out where I'm going. If I, if, if I'm working on something like where am I going that day, you know, and, and try and then sit down and, and just find it on the page I, i'm i should be i'm not a great outliner i'm much more of a a dialogue driven let's let's see where the story takes you kind of writer i like to just get in there and, and, and start letting the characters talk to each other
2: so you're saying we need to get a dog to be a good writer that's what i just took yes. away from that okay good yes.
1: good <laughs> Yes, exactly get it get a dog. that's what you need <laughs>
2: uh okay so we've talked a ton about your shows and all of that now I'm curious what shows do you watch or do you have time outside of all your your PR work
1: (laughs) um I just watch my own interviews on YouTube
0: (laughs) with your dog yeah I just
1: google my name and I'm like oh okay great answer good job uh I know I mean I I'm Let's see. Just last night, I watched the first episode of The White Lotus. I was like, "Holy shit, this is the best! That's amazing!" New show on HBO, uh, Mike White show, which is that's so good. Um, I'm watching. I've been watching For All Mankind. I think is an awesome show on Apple Apple TV. Um, what do I love? I love Atlanta. Oh
0: that's- yeah.
1: You know, it's like, if you ask me my favorite show, it's probably that, you know, it's that was an inspiration on Loki, just in the way that it's like every episode felt so different and so inventive. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I try to. It's nice because it's like now that I'm working on more in the feature space, I'm, I'm a little I can watch TV again. Uh, I'm stoked for Succession to come back. Although yeah. maybe we'll be up against them at the Emmys, so maybe I don't
2: <laughs> they can come back, just not that strong.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <just> oh <don't suck.
2: laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for hanging out with us and and chatting with us.
1: Thanks, guys. This is yeah. a blast.
0: Subscribe for more episodes and check out sketches sketches written and performed by Deadline Junkies. Watch it at skedjes Thanks for listening to the Deadline Junkies podcast.